Blog Talk Radio. We are at the halfway point of 2020, and and let me just say, we have nowhere to go but up because the first six months of this year sucked major butt, okay? I mean, there really ain't nothing to look back on in the first six months to say, wow, what a great year we're having. Hey, ho, fabulous. Uh, Yeah, no. And let me just, before I bring my fellows on, let me just quickly recap for everybody that's out there. You know, of course, it's me, Commissioner T, the Mad Voice. We're back full house tonight. I'll bring the fellows on momentarily. But just real quick, the first six months of this terrible year, Kobe Bryant, untimely death, right? Like, wow. You know, then we get hit with COVID, and we're still dealing with COVID, right? And then, you know, as if as if we hadn't seen this movie in – saw this ending before George Floyd. Yep. Same name as me, you know, same name as my brother who'll be on momentarily and that whole debacle, that whole murder. And then all of the social injustice and all of the division that's been going on in this country between people and, and COVID. And I, I, if I don't want to wear a mask. You can't make me, this is a free country. This what, what, I mean, I, you know, uh, uh, and, and all the racism and all the, why are people rioting? And that's not, I don't understand. And, you know, didn't you have a black president? I mean, Jesus Christ, J- Jesus Christ, Negro, what else do you want? You had a black president, you know, cut it out, stop. And all the Karen memes and the Becky memes and, you know, <sighs> what a six months we've had. But. We haven't really had any sports. I mean, NASCAR did a little something-something. Been a little boxing here and there. But we really haven't had any sports to speak of, but we're about to come back. Basketball's coming back. Baseball's coming back. And, of course, football's going to be here. And Cam Newton is going to New England. But as you guys know, I don't do it alone. This actually feels pretty good. I did not have a good day today. I did not have a good day. Um, But I'm going to have a good night because I've got my boys back in the hood. I've got my fellas back in the hood. I've got K-Star. I've got Dr. Train, and I've got my brother, JB. Gentlemen, it is good to be back with all of you. Welcome back to the Madden Voice. Good to be back. Indeed. Yes, it is. I messed up. I thought we were going to be on the I was hyped, boy. It's about time. <laughs> 
Showtime. And K-Star, you will always be my brother, but, you know, I had to unfollow you on Twitter, man. You, you, uh, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't. I, I, I was getting notifications of your tweet. I don't know how that works. Oh, wow. But I was getting notifications. Weird. I wasn't going to look because I know you tweet some outlandish shit, so I don't go looking. But then I was getting, I was yeah. getting notifications. You know, Ali Quick said this, wow. Ali Quick said that, and I'm like, Oh, man, all right, Sorry. I got to unfollow, so I don't get no more notifications. <laughs> I don't get no more notifications. But anyway. Hey, man, welcome back, guys. And, um, first of all, is everybody safe? I mean, I know my brother is because we talk. We keep in touch. But I really haven't talked to K-Star Dr. Train. And you got, you know, and, um, is, everybody, is, is everybody social distancing, wearing their mask, and washing their motherfucking hands? That's where I want to start with right now. And they yes. have too. I mean, so we, got, we, got we got a doctor went to the on the gym phone. Earlier. We got a doctor on the phone. He may not be a medical doctor, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but we got a doctor on the phone, okay? I just want to know, are we doing the right thing? <laughs> Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Okay. I, live with, I, I live with one, so. Oh, okay, there you go. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, good. Yeah. Good, good, no good, good, good. Yeah, can nah, you start nah, the face down there in Jacksonville? Yeah, man, everything's good over here. Miami's the one that's getting hit right now. The Jacksonville sign. Yeah. I was at the gym earlier, had my mask on. It's a little weird, but it is what it is. You went to the gym? Wow. I know. Yeah, you sure you didn't power, go hang out with the <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. Well, listen, let's let's talk some football. I mean, that's what we're here for. And, um, you know, uh, K-Star, you were the one. They shot me that text and said, hey, guys, Cam Newton to the past. Let's do a show. And everybody was hyped, so good to have everyone on. But, K-Star, I'm going to start with you. Cam is your boy. Cam is, you know, you already had a yes. gold jacket on him years ago. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, what, what, you know, talk to me. What do you, what, I mean, I don't know. I mean, is, are we sure he's going to start? Is he going to compete? Like, what do you think? I, I'm right here in New England, and I'm not hearing boo about him, like, being a starter at all. Like, I think he's going to have to earn it. But I, I don't know that for a fact, but I think he's going to have to earn it. So what are your thoughts about Cam going to the Pats? Well, uh, you know, of course he's going to have to earn it, but I don't think the Patriots would bring in a guy like, you know, Cam Newton uh, with all that pedigree if they had no intention of playing him whatsoever. Did y'all hear how he says it? Cam Newton. They <laughs> pedigree. <laughs> <laughs> putting some respect on his name because there hasn't – Okay, I'm sorry. There hasn't been a lot of it on it lately. Hasn't been a lot of it on it lately. I have to put some respect on the thing. Um, but yeah, they didn't bring him in to be a backup. They didn't bring him in to be a backup. You looked at their depth chart, it was crazy with Stidham and Brian Hoyer. And um, people were wondering if they were going to draft a quarterback, if they were going to bring someone in. And finally they did with Cam. And um, this, is, this is a great opportunity, obviously. Obviously for Cam Newton. I think he'll absolutely earn the starting role. It's like he has great competition he has to beat out and he's been clear from a medical standpoint and that was a big hurdle a lot of the held him in free agency apparently was the fact that he couldn't visit teams during this COVID situation and um, have uh, have a physical exam and so he's been cleared um, Patriots soaked him up luckily for them when the market was completely dry and um, I mean Cam Newton's going to be a guy that is coached under Bill Belichick you have to be excited. You have to be excited for that prospect. You know, and they have a good, really good defense around the team still. 
Uh, Cam Newton can play at 90% of his level, and I think that's a that's a definitely a big one for the Patriots and for Cam Newton overall. Now, if they can get more, if they can get more out of Cam Newton, which that coaching staff, you know, really could uh, potentially, then they hit you know a blockbuster deal like they did when they traded for Randy Moss for dirt cheap years and years ago. Um, and Moss had to quote unquote compete for his job. There were reports during training camp that he might even get cut. So I think it's a similar situation where the Patriots take a risk on a highly talented player and a big personality. And I think that they may well uh, better off for it. And so will the player and Cam Newton inside for him. So Dr. Train, you're a strategy guy. You love strategy. I know this about you. Do you think this is like, this is this like a Bill Belichick, strategic, like, like I saw on one show, they said, you know, the whole one team is playing checkers and the other team's playing chess kind of thing. And a dude said, yo, mm-hmm. he said, he said, these cats, these, these cats ain't even playing checkers. He said, they're playing like go fish and he's playing chess. You know, they're playing war, like easy card game and he's playing checkers. Like he got Cam Newton for a song with virtually no risk. Now, what are your thoughts? You really think that Bill Belichick pull a coup on the NFL? Um, that was a signing I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see coming. Um, my initial thought was, uh, that's, um, not, not a fit that I would, I would see, but, uh, knowing that that offense is, is predicated around getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands really, really quickly. I mean, that offense really, uh, uh, five to 10 yards all the way down the field, um, and, and get your playmakers to do the work. Uh, I, I I think you can definitely help. You know, I think that would definitely help Cam Newton. And honestly, now I'm just kind of interested to see uh, what it turns into. But at the same time, can the Patriots also take advantage of, you know, this big, strong, mobile quarterback that they do have? I'm not saying he needs to just be a, just a flat-out runner, but he has some mobility. And he has some strength. And he has some mind strength. And so, you know, can he, is, he has to learn the offense, and then they got to tailor some of the offense to his strength. Because you went from a statue to, I mean, man, a, a, a landslide. <laughs> mm. <laughs> completely completely right. two different quarterbacks. Right, right, right. So, JB, does this make – now, you know, guys, I ask questions, but say whatever the fuck you want. JB, does this make <laughs> the Patriots, <laughs> does this bring them back into discussion on, you know, playoffs and possibly another Super Bowl run? Uh, playoffs, yes, but I don't think another Play- Super Bowl oh. run because. Uh, oh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Oh man! After the last seventy-two hours, I needed that one. Um, well, I know you've had a rough one too. Um, oh man, rougher yeah. than razor bumps. Yeah. But did tonight go okay, though, bro? Yeah, we'll, we'll chat. We'll chat. Okay, okay. I, we'll I didn't chat. want to get. I was just curious. But good. No, 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 no. You, you, you good. You, you on point. We'll chat. Um, I don't, see, I don't see a Super Bowl run right now simply because we don't know truly how healthy Cam is for starters. 
secondly, and to, to Train's point, I think even um, K-Star touched on it, completely different quarterback for this offense and, and a completely different set of skills that you got to tailor to this quarterback. The prior regime with Brady, everything was built on timing. Everything. The three-step drop, five-step drop. You expect the player to be here. You expect the player to be there. Everything is built on timing. And the one thing that we do forget about is the cerebral mindset of Tom Brady versus the athletic ability of Cam Newton. And Cam, as we already know, and we can go back and look at his completion percentages, isn't the most accurate of quarterback. So there's going to be some throws that aren't quite where they're supposed to be. Heaven forbid it's on the third and three or third and five or third and ten, any of those crucial bounds and crucial yardage that are going to separate what Brady used to do versus what Cam can or cannot do. So that's why I'm hesitant on saying another Super Bowl one. I think they have enough talent, at least on the defensive side, and I think, to, to K-Star's point, if they can get 90% of Cam out of him this year, that, I believe, is enough for a Super Bowl run, or for, excuse me, for getting into the playoffs. But I don't see it as a Super Bowl one. The one thing I'm most intrigued about is not so much on the field as it is off the field. They just got hit with a fine for $1.1 million and a third-round pick. If, and from what I heard, and I think y'all have said you've seen this too, if Cam plays well and decides he wants to leave on free agency, they get a third-round compensatory kickback, which basically negates the penalty that they just received for the whole video gate from spying on the Bengals' sideline. Those are the kinds of moves that make me say Belichick is just separating himself from everybody else. It's beyond X's and O's with him. The cerebral mindset that he has places him in another stratosphere. So I'm more curious to see about what goes on off the field with some of the personnel decisions that they make versus what we see out of Cam because that's what's really going to play as a long-term strategy. Cam is already 30, 31 years old, and we still haven't seen if he's fully recovered from the injuries, and we don't know how he's going to be in this new offense combined with the fact that we've got this whole COVID thing going on. So he's already at behind the eight ball in terms of getting up to speed with folks like Edelman that he needs desperately, an offensive line that he's got to get used to, an offensive line that's got to get used to him. So I'm really curious to see what's going to go on in the in off the field versus what goes on on the field. Well, yeah. um, I don't care what goes on off the field. <laughs> We've got the first time in 21 years a Patriots team led by somebody other than Tom Brady. I, I want to see what goes on from September to December. And Cam Newton, who was injured, he was out. Um, and, and when he was playing, he was not the Cam that we thought he was or that we got used to seeing. So is he healthy? Big, huge question. And if he is, how does he fit? And what can Belichick get out of him? We saw, we saw him take a Matt Castle, who ain't really very good, and get 11-5 and five out of him. All right? So what can he get out of Cam Newton, even if Cam is 80, 90% of the quarterback we've seen? That's what I want. I'm not even giving – I can't. That, all that other stuff, that's later. I'm talking about right now, you signed him. I guess they'll be going in the – you know, depending on COVID and stuff, in the training camp soon or some version of training camp. What's going to happen? I mean – I, I I had pretty much said Cam was all done. It was over. I told K Star, "Yep, your boys, it's through. 
and he gets he gets signed by Bill Belichick. I mean, Belichick, you know. So I want to see what happens. Can he get on that field? I mean, I got Jay. You know, you know Rippy, right? Jay. Yep. 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 I know him. So his brother Marcus. You know Marcus. Yeah. So Marcus works for ESPN. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and he works, he, he's behind the scenes, but he knows everybody over there. He's been there a long time. And Marcus posted, Marcus is a huge Buffalo Bills fan, huge. And Marcus was just, he just knew the Bills was about to wreck house this year. He just knew it was over. He was not happy. <laughs> he posted and said, I did not see this coming, and I'm worried. I am very worried because they've got the genius back there directing traffic, and as good of a coach as Ron Rivera was and may still be, he ain't Bill Belichick. This is – this is this. I, I think back to the O.J. trial, and you guys are wondering, why is he going back to the O.J. trial? What the hell <laughs> this has to do with the O.J. Yeah. trial? Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm intrigued. Tell you. And you should be because I watched the entire trial. And um, when uh, – they re- when they found the tapes of Mark Furman using the N-word and Ethel Bailey, who, you know, was on the downside of his career for the OJ trial, but back in his day, Ethel Bailey was a bad man. And Ethel Bailey was the one um, that was going to do the cross with Furman. Johnny Cochran came out and he said, this is a bombshell. This is a blockbuster. Like, he let everybody know, we about to hit you with something that's going to change the complexity of this trial. And damn it if you wasn't right. Damn it if that was not the beginning of the end for the prosecution. And O.J. got off. Well, this here, this could be a game changer. This could be, I mean, if Cam Newton can go in there and play like he is capable of, and, and, and Bill Belichick said, so we ain't got now, we ain't got all that bullshit that we were talking about that I was ragging on Cam, all that lack of leadership stuff and all of that dabbing when you ain't dabbing mm. and taking pictures on the sideline, all that bullshit that I you, you have a chance to be the face of the NFL and you ruining it. We ain't got to worry about all that right now. He ain't Bill Belichick's scheme. He's going to bring the game as long as he's healthy. But now all of that yep. leadership stuff that he struggled with, oh, he ain't going to show his ass in the Belichick because he'll be gone. That's why he got that bullshit contract that Richard Sherman said is an insult. Well, you know, he earned it. He earned that bullshit contract. Yeah. And now he's got a chance to resurrect his career under the greatest of all time with one of the best yep. teams. I mean, a team that just had a great Super Bowl run. Ain't like this team is dead. Ain't like this is you know, we ain't talking about a team that, oh, this team ain't been in Super Bowl in five years. The team was in Super Bowl two years ago. Had a great, great, ago. great defense last year. Like a top great three defense, defense last, last year. Too. Yeah. So, I'm just saying, this has the potential to be huge. Will Cam Newton step up and meet the challenge? Because he has not always yes. done so. I know you're going to say yes. you sitting over there stitching up well, his jacket as we speak. As we speak. Um, Man, we got, we got a second life. We <laughs> needed it bad. It was looking rough. And then uh, Bill Belichick came and uh, granted that. But to your point, T, I mean, 
Think about the situation and circumstance Camden's under. He had to have been humbled by this dry market, this ghostly market. And then he gets to sign with New England. You know, obviously we know what they do in the Patriot way and how they uh, made even a model player out of Randy Moss and, and changed his whole demeanor and attitude for the rest of his career. So you got to figure that he humbled and motivated Cam Newton under Bill Belichick too, which, I mean, the leadership stuff, you know, some of those criticisms may be just in the past and that this situation has hopefully forced him to mature and become the leader he needed. And honestly, it's do or die. This is, this is really an audition for his next big payday. If either he can, you know, uh, rise to the occasion or not, but Cam is a all-time great competitor. I mean, from college onward, so I think he's up for it. I think that this is a perfect situation. And one thing that this made me think of was, you know, I remember the Ravens Patriots game last year where the Ravens or Patriots took their first loss, and Lamar Jackson was absolutely just uh, running through that defense left and right uh, with designed runs and everything. I wonder if. You know, Belichick decided we need a quarterback that can do similar things schematically to make us more diverse and and up to and more strategically hard to game plan for in 2020's NFL era. I think with a guy like Cam Newton, that can certainly incorporate those things. And I'm just really excited to see what they do. I mean, if they get 90% Cam Newton, that's a big win for them. But if Cam exceeds his level of play, then I mean, yeah, the Patriots would be a Super Bowl contender and. That'd be insane. That would be a bombshell. That would, this could be the biggest story of the league. And my last comment is: What if he does play well, fits in, does a great job? He's what thirty-one years old. Brady played to yep. his forty over there until he was forty-two. He's got. I mean, like you said, he's playing for his next big contract. It could be right where he's at. You think Belichick gonna put all that time and energy into him, and the guy comes becomes that that he's a proven performer and gets him to a gets him you know deep in the playoffs and gets him to a Super Bowl plays well. You think you think Belichick's gonna let him go? I doubt it. I could see him getting a three four year deal for some good money out of the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, this is listen. If he's hurt and can't do it, okay, that's that's you know, Father Time is undefeated. And, you know, you, you've taken more hits in your career than anybody during that same time period. So, you know, if the hits have added up and you, you just can't and you're not going to be able to perform at that level, we understand. And you know what? You play out the year, you play the best you can and see what happens. Maybe maybe another team picks you up as a backup or maybe you just ride off into the sunset if that's the case. Who knows? But if you can play the way we, we've seen you play or a reasonable facsimile thereof, Man, I would love nothing more than to see a black quarterback in a Boston team. <laughs> Especially in today's time, man, to see a black quarterback starting over there in New England? Are you kidding me? And and I'm talking about black quarterback. You know what I mean? I'm talking about where to go? Where to go? Where to go to college, JB? Uh, Auburn. And where's Auburn located? Bama. You don't get more black than that. That's black. You went to college in the state of Alabama. That's black. And you were and you. He was born in Georgia. Patriots. I mean, uh, 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 yep, born in Georgia. And you the uh, the starting quarterback for a Boston based. I'm sorry, Foxborough's right there. That's Boston. Sorry, based pro football team with the history of racism in Boston sports. Are you kidding me? And replacing Tom Brady. What's that? 
And replacing Tom Brady. And replacing Tom Brady. Can he make Brady a memory? Can people be like Tom who? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Is it possible? I think I think that's the biggest question mark, too, because we, when you talk about if he plays well, he's going to get uh, – you said that Belichick wouldn't let him go. I don't know about that because, you know, Belichick doesn't pay folks. And Brady left and got a two-year, $50 million deal with the Buccaneers. And Brady's always been underpaid. I don't know. Maybe maybe Cam will see that he's humbled by it, and maybe he'll take the what they call the air quotes, the hometown discount. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see how he plays first before we can get to that point, though. I think well, the, the fact, though, I think the fact of whether he keeps him or not is really based on uh, how proficient the offense is. I know it kind of sounds crazy saying saying that, uh, knowing how Brady ran that ran that offense, um, but one of the things that that the Patriots kind of struggled with uh, these past couple of years is just their kind of ability to just kind of close out those tight tight games strongly with a strong run game. Uh, Cam allows you to open it up a little bit, and I, I think I think you're going to see the New England Patriots offense lean real real heavy on the run. I really do. This is not going to be an air show. I think they're going to really lean real heavy on the run and start closing out some of these games and, you know, put these teams way you know, old schools out. You know, it's interesting. When I think about Cam Newton going to the Patriots, I think I've been wanting Dak Prescott to be more like Cam. Like, you know, don't be afraid to go ahead and, put, you know, pick up the ball, pick up that, you know, tuck that ball in and run a little bit more. You know, you've proven yourself to be an effective runner. Don't be, you know, I get it. You, you really improved. I mean, he was top, what, three passer in the league last year. Like, you really improved your passing game. But, man, don't be afraid to run. You know, I want to see Dak more like Cam. But, you know, I want to see Cam more like Dak. I don't want to see Cam running every down. I want to see him selective. I want to see him picking his spot. You know, keep the threat, mm-hmm. keep the dual threat handy because we've seen in the NFL, Mahomes, Jackson, um, I'm missing, uh, I'm missing somebody. I would say Russell Wilson more so than anybody Russell else, Wilson, to be honest. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. That was, Deshaun, that was the one I was thinking of too. Well, all, all, well I mean, I, all, all of them. I know, I know Jackson probably run first, you know, with the, the yards he broke Vic's record and all that, yeah. but. The, 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 for me, it's about not necessarily having to run, but the threat being there. And in order for the threat to be there, you got to do it every so often. And I hope Cam ain't yes. to the point where he's going to try to beat Tom Brady number two, sit in the pocket, and you know, worrying about injuries. Hey, man, it's football, bro. You, you got to be who you are to a point. You can tone it down. That's why I say be a little more like Dak. Be a little more like Dak. Dak's a little selective on the run game. Show a little se- selectivity. Go ahead and hang in that pocket every once in a while on third down and take that pass. Get that pass. You know what I mean? Roll out a little bit and don't touch the ball in and run. Roll out and hit that guy coming on the cross pattern. I want to see a little bit of that from you, Cam. But I also want to know, you know what I mean? I want to know that that roll out, that threat. You know what I'm saying? That threat that Cam is going to put his head down, six foot five, 240 pounds, and here I come. I'm coming. I ain't going to come as many times as I used to. Cause damn, y'all hit hard. There was a while. I'm gonna come out in the secondary and say hello. 
I'm going to greet y'all. Say hello. You do that? Stay healthy? Got the limit. Yeah. So I have have an interesting question in regards to this signing, though. What team do you think missed out on not signing Cam? That had that had the same opportunity.
But when neither one of them did it, and then when Anthony Lynn, Anthony Lynn, and and I know to you kidding and what that, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on that. You got a black head coach in this day and time that we're dealing with. You have a chance to now sign a black quarterback. Mm. And and you and, and you talked about the fact that he would be a nice fit. You talk about how he would be a one to watch and and one to keep an eye on. Yet you missed the opportunity for whatever reason. Whatever reason, we don't know exactly why, but for whatever reason, you don't sign him. I don't know about that one. I don't know. That that'd have been a good fit, and they missed it. Man, I don't. I don't know about that one. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm happy with it. And, 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 I'm excited to see what Kim does in New England. And, and while we're talking quarterbacks, I would be remiss if we didn't touch very quickly on Dak Prescott. And the fact that he signed his franchise tag of uh, $31.4 million. And let me start with the Cowboy fan, JB. In the beginning, it was pretty much all indications were that Dak wasn't going to sign a franchise tag. He wanted a long-term deal. Um, And now he signed it. What do you think? Did Dak do the right thing? And do you think a deal will get done by the deadline, which I believe is like – Get the fifteenth or something like that, July. Fifteen days away. Yep, fifteen days yeah. away, July fifteenth. Um, if history has anything about repeating itself for the future, then he did the right thing, betting on himself. Um, as long as he doesn't get hurt, as long as he continues to play at the level that he played at, then I, I think he did the right thing. The X factor in all of this, which is the thousand-pound elephant is this whole COVID-19 thing. He's got some new weapons. He's got C.G. Lamb. Jason Witten's gone. We know that. We understand that. Still got other weapons out there. Hadn't had a chance to really develop the report. You've got um, Travis Frederick retiring. So you got a different center for offensive line. Played at a, a, a basically a, a Pro Bowl level. So you're missing that 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 rapport, that continuity. Even though other pieces are there, you're still missing it. But to get back to what you're saying, I think he did the right thing by by signing it. And and again, he's betting on himself. From from the reports that I read, he wants a shorter deal. Cowboys want a longer deal. They want a five six year deal. He only wants a four year deal, so he can cash in on another big payday. Is he going to sign a long term deal by the fifteenth? I don't know. <laughs> I'm starting to lean towards no because they've had they've been negotiating since the beginning of what last year, and they still haven't come to an agreement. We're 15 days away. I don't know. If I had to put my money on one side of the fence, I'd say no. There's not going to be a long-term deal worked out in time uh, by the July 15 deadline. It's interesting because I heard he wanted a longer deal, and the Cowboys didn't want to give him a longer deal. So, um, and also heard that there was little disagreement on the guaranteed money. But, you know, these are all speculations and rumors. Um, yep. Well, first thing I want to say is I, I find it interesting that people that are former football players, former coaches, sports writers, columnists, um, you know, uh, uh, hosts on all these shows, and I hear people criticizing Dak because he signed a contract that's going to pay him $31.4 million for one year. And they're saying he should have held out and blah, blah, blah. 
And I think when you look at, you know, what we've seen, like Le'Veon Bell, who held out and didn't didn't take the deal and ended up losing a year of of pay and play, um, you know, there's no guarantees that when you say I'm not I'm not going to sign and I'm not going to play and I'm going to hold out in today's world, there's no guarantees that that means you're going to get what you want. Just there, there's no guarantees. And I'm sorry, when the guy was making $2 million a year, now I understand he's got a ton of endorsements, and he can thank Cam Newton for a lot of those because Cam screwed up and then, you know, the yogurt and all these other things, and they said, oh, let's go get this other black guy. And they got, they got Dak, um, you know, and, and good for Dak. He's got, I believe, 12 national uh, endorsements paying him upwards of $50 million a year. So he's not hurting. But when you're playing football and you're getting $2 million a year and you consider yourself a top, level quarterback, I, I don't blame him on any level for signing and getting that $31 million because you can get hurt. <laughs> Anything can happen. So, I mean, $31 million is still $31 million. No, it's not four years at, you know, $150 million or anything like that. I get it. Or five years at $175 million. I get it. It's not that. But it's still $31 million. I mean, Jesus Christ, it's still $31 million. And I think Jay is right to a point. Now, Cam – bet on himself previously because his last year, usually these deals are done with one year to go. And the Cowboys didn't do that, and Cam accepted it and went out, and he played very well. You know, and so I I think he's still betting on himself to the point, but I think a lot of it is just, I think the Cowboys know they got a good quarterback. Jerry Jones is Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones, well, now I hear uh, Javion Clowney is interested in coming to Dallas. Like, He's still, he's still unsigned? Had, he's still unsigned. Oh, my God. Yep. He's still unsigned. Well, he only had three sacks last year. And here's the, here's the thing. I know. He play, played opposite J.J. Watt. Play, played opposite J.J. Watt. And he had three sacks. Like, well, I'm sorry. The, he, he went to Seattle last year. I think he got traded. I mean, he looked okay. I mean, he looked all right. Not special, but hey, look, he's still I, a good player. Just, they get caught up in the numerics. Nobody seems to take a second to look at the tape to see just how disruptive he really was. That's part of the yeah. problem. People, I, don't, I they don't, do, JP. they're afraid to no, feel the wide back. I, I, you think they, the NFL teams aren't looking at tape? <laughs> they got scouts. Yeah, yeah, they they a lot of money. That's what it, they have a lot of money. It has to be that. Yeah, I think they just asked them so much. That's yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I think he he's putting himself on a Von Miller, J.J. Watt level. You know, right. um, what's the guy's name? And uh, uh, Aaron Donald, and he's not right. on that level. He's probably he's probably on the next the next flight. You know, exactly, exactly. Hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, I think that um, you know, he he, you know, Dallas has about eleven million in cap space, and they've addressed pretty much all their needs. They could get him for about eight nine million. I say pull the trigger. I say bring him but in. But he's going to have to take he's going to have to take a deal at that level because he's definitely not going to get the money that he's been trying to look for. You don't have the production, nope. you know what I'm saying? And you play behind nope. you play behind other good teams. And even with even with Seattle, yeah, you got after some people and you make some plays that are, that don't show up on the stat board, but still. Uh, you're supposed to be getting sacks. People look at sack numbers and how much you do disrupt the game. And as far as right. the, the uh, 
Dak Prescott. I'm I'm one of those. I didn't like the fact that he signed the franchise tag. I think that dude deserves a long time, long term deal, and I think Dallas should have gave it to him. But you know, the dude had you have to make a decision at some point. I just hope he stays healthy. I just hope he's able to bet on himself like uh, Kirk Cousins bet on himself, and he wins out and he gets it. Because at some well, point they're going to have to pay me, that man. And I didn't say this, and I should have, and I apologize. Oh, he deserves mm-hmm. to be paid. Oh, let me not. Right. Let me not. Let me because I'm because I'm not blaming him for signing, getting that money. Take that. Take that money. Okay, and and go out yeah. there and play well and show and show the Cowboys one more year what you're capable of. Okay. That said, oh Dallas, I mean Jerry Jones. Uh, you know, um, there's two things that Jerry Jones has done to get under my skin in the last year. We already know what one of them is. <laughs> all all this. All this, you know, don't kneel, and if you're going to play for the Cowboys, you mm-hmm. kneel crap. I don't yep. appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I respect I respect that as the owner of the team, that is your right. You are their employer, and I respect that you have that right. I don't agree with you, though. The Constitution nope. says that we can peaceful protest. If these guys want to go out there and do that, you should not stand in their way. And I do have to agree with Stephen A. Smith. You are conspicuous by your silence now. I do have to – I do – I am curious – where you stand right now because you haven't said anything. And and I'm not going to be as mean as Stephen A. Smith and demand you to say something, but I'm curious. And you know what? You're probably smarter than all of us because if you can't come out and say the right thing, you've been keeping quiet. Maybe your good friend Donald Trump can learn from you. If you can't say the right thing, shut your mouth. So I will give you that. But that said, <laughs> I don't agree with the kneeling, and I don't agree with not signing that. Uh, uh, you sign everybody else. Right. Basically, there's no one left. He's yeah, your quarterback. And he's your right. He's and and I, you guys know me by now. We've been doing this show together a long time. I'm real big on precedent. I'm real big on what message are you sending? This is your quarterback. This is the leader of your team. He ain't just the leader of the offense. He's the face of the franchise. And what message yep. are you sending him by not signing him? This I'm sorry. He ain't Kirk Cousins. And I know Kirk Cousins did two of these in a row in Washington before they shipped them out. But I'm sorry. I hope Dak hasn't, doesn't do that. I hope he doesn't have to do two. <laughs> Please. I, I, well, I, but I hope that – You won't. I can't blame Dak, nor could I blame Kirk. And in the end, he got he got the last laugh because he got his two mm, years, big money, and he went and got another contract with Minnesota, and they paid him. So, in the end, he Boogie got the guarantee. last laugh. Yep. So, in the end, he got the last laugh. I hope, as a Cowboy fan, that Dallas pays him. I hope in the next two weeks that Jerry Jones, who did one time say, and I have to say to him, when have I, on a deal that I wanted to get done, when have I ever not gotten it done? Now, on that, he's absolutely right. The question is, do you want to get this deal done, Jerry? That's what we don't know. And it should have been done before now. That's why I don't have the greatest yeah. feelings. This this is a deal that should have been already done. Period. Point blank. You talk about a quarterback who let's let's forget about the on field stuff. Let's talk about the off field stuff. He has done nothing wrong at all off the field. Nothing. I can't think of anything. And correct me if I'm wrong. And T, you've watched him even closer than I do. Have you found anything that he's done wrong off the field? Nah. I mean, he they had the little, you know, the. They, they, I mean, small stuff. They had the, the cops got called because he had a gathering at his house during COVID, oh, and then yeah. him and Dez and please, you know little please. little stuff. 
that 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 that, that don't even that, that don't even you know I, I mean I, that that don't even that he don't even match nothing. someone parking in front of a fire hydrant. Okay, that's how no. this thing is getting that stuff. Is. <laughs> So he's done. Hell, you know, but it made the news. He's but it done made the news. It, well, right. because he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Of the Dallas That's Cowboys. why it yep. made the news. Yeah, that, say that That's again. That's why. But Jerry, of the Dallas Cowboys. Wait, I'm waiting on the Jerry act. Oh, also, <laughs> well, as you know, he is the the uh, the quarterback <laughs> of uh, the Dallas Cowboys. And we I got Jay Farrell up in this piece. Of the Dallas oh Cowboys. my God! I, 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 trying to figure out the best possible plan to have him be our quarterback for the long term. <laughs> that's now, with good. that being said, sign his ass. That's, that's not bad, man. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> I like sign it. his ass. We got Jay Farrell up in here. Not Jay. Not Jay Floyd. Not JB. We got Jay Farrell up in here. Everybody. All right. He, he has something oh, off the field, and he has shown progression. If you look at the stats and you look at the play, because you know I'm, I like to analyze data, but I also like to analyze period. So I'll look at the numbers, but I'll look at the play to see if the play backs up those numbers. And you can see the play backs up those numbers. Each year, he has gotten better and better and better. He has matured with this yes, offense. Yes. He has taken it over. How much he is the franchise? So, how much is Dak asking for? Like, would you guys be happy? How much to what? Sign him to be the highest paid. How much money is Dak asking for? Like, would you guys be happy well, if he was the highest paid quarterback in the league? I, 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 I think, I think the market dictates that the next, yes, the next top quarterback up becomes the highest paid. Just like right, you know, yeah. I mean, we've seen it at running back. We've seen it at wide receiver. I mean, the market says he should be the highest paid. It may not be for long. They better pay him quick because I think Mahomes' contract coming up. Oh boy, it it is. Mahomes do at (laughs) the end of the season. Basically, either this year or next year. Yeah. I I mean, this is year number four. This is year number four, which is if you're option already signed. Is is, yeah. is so this whole COVID nonsense? Is the only thing that can damper that. But he, so so Mahomes got two years left. We already know they usually do it with one year left. That's usually what they do with the quarterbacks. They restructure, right. resign, extend, all of that. So by the end of the year, they're gonna start get. They're gonna be getting into contract talks, and he's gonna set the market. He right. may, by the time he comes yeah. through, he may be sixty million a year. Who the hell knows? And, so, and that's going to increase um, the the top five average that, if they decide they want to go ahead and and go and and do the um the franchise tag them on on again. It's twenty percent on top of don't wait, the average. But that's my point. Don't wait to Not, do another franchise. Don't wait to do the long term deal. Do it in the next two weeks because you're not. This will be the che- even if you set the mark, it will still be the cheapest you will get them for. Right. Yeah. Think about Cam Newton going out and tearing up. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe Belichick doesn't want to pay Cam. Maybe that's the case. And Cam says, well, if you don't want to pay me top dollar, I got five teams ready for me. And, and maybe those guys are like, oh, look at Cam Newton playing at Super Bowl level again. Took him to a – maybe wins the Super Bowl. Maybe not. Who the hell knows? Now you got – I mean, there's so many variables. 
out there. There's Cowboys yep. out there. If you know, and, and I hate to say this because Jerry is a he's about as good as you get in this game as far as negotiating. If I see this, if y'all see this, Jerry should see this. If you want to get him, and, and, and you know you got to break the bank, break the bank today, because that bank's going to go up. <laughs> that dollar amount's going to fly. Yep. You ain't going to want to pay him $60 million. But, you know, um, you sign him now and you wait a year, that deal now becomes a bargain. That's why you get it right. out of the way now. That's why they should have signed him a year ago. Exactly. As, 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 as Dad would say, quit bull jazzing. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, when Shannon Sharp says bull jazzing, that's his bull jazz. Shannon Sharp says bull jive. Yep. Um, Close enough. Anyway, they both got bull. Ain't nothing but some bull. Sign his ass. So, so, you know, I really didn't want to do too long of a show. I did want to do something where we broke the ice. And maybe, you know, we can come back on. Maybe we can ease our way back into doing shows. We ain't got to do one every week just yet because it's still, we're just getting into July and we still got a little time. But maybe we come back in a couple of weeks, maybe about the middle of July and do another show. Um, but I'll check in with you guys. But let me, let me, you know, so I, I, I before we get out of here, I do, I do want to hear from you guys because I'm curious, um, you know, and, and, and I, I'm, you know, no, don't take this the wrong way, K-Star. I'm very curious about Dr. Train's position because I have not talked to him at all. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm curious of yours, but I'm really curious of Dr. Train because if Dr. Train and I, you know, turned the clock back about 13 years, we used to talk all the time. <laughs> um, him and I, we yeah. were running the phone lines over all the stuff that's been going on, so I'm really curious. But my point is, you know, I came on the air. Uh, several weeks ago, and I did a Mad Voice, and uh, I was blessed to have my brother come on and join me. I didn't didn't expect him. You guys know how I am. Sometimes I'm impromptu, just fire up a show. Are you listening? That was great. It's good time. Um, yeah, I did. Thank you, JB. Yeah, appreciate it. JB came on, and you know, we 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 we, you know, I thought we did a, I thought we did a good show. I thought it was needed, and I had some stuff I needed to just get out because, you know, th- this is a tough time we're living in. So I'm curious, Train. And, and really, this is impromptu. I'm just curious, um, you know, with, with what's going on in the world today, whether you want to – I want to give you a chance to get some shit out your chest, whether you want to focus in on the COVID stuff, if you're frustrated there, whether you want to focus in on the social injustice, whether it's a little bit of both. Um, but I felt that it helped me, that I, just having that platform helped me. So I want to give you and, uh, you know, me and JB kind of already had our chance, not that we may not circle around the end and add a few comments, but – I want to give you and K-Star the same opportunity. It's our show. It's a safe zone here. Hey, man, we don't pass judgment. But uh, I'll go with uh, Dr. Train first, and then I'll let K-Star come in behind him. But a- anything you want to address, anything you want to say, and you don't have to. If you're like, no, see, I'm good, I respect that too. It's up to you. <laughs> so I, I guess I'll, I'll share um, – I'll just share a, a moment uh, with you guys. So um, – I forget which day. So, birthday was June 3rd. Um, I think it was June 2nd. Yeah, because I didn't go to work for my birthday. And it was definitely after seeing um, the video of 
George Floyd. He it was an uneasy night, June second. Um, simply because I couldn't understand how a person who does not know me has never had a conversation with me, don't know my first name, last name, or even know that I exist, could literally hate me. And it's a sad but true revelation that this hate is taught. Slavery, the physical slavery that our ancestors went through, it did end. Now, there have been what we call other forms of systematic slavery, but that true slavery, that 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 hate that was started in that, or the slavery part, the physical slavery part, it did end, but the hate didn't. And there are people who exist today that are ancestors of those who were slave owners, uh, and others maybe not. But they have this, I don't want to call it stereotype anymore. Some literally have this hate against black people and they can't tell you where they got it from. Other than this is what I grew up knowing. This is what I was told. It was very disturbing. So on my birthday, uh, my wife had a surprise Zoom session for me. And later on that night, you know, my um, my close friends from Nashville, we were still on a Zoom session, and the conversation, you know, turned a corner where we were basically letting things out. And it created a it created a good conversation and a good outlet. Um because there are people uh, that just really need to be educated, both black and white. This hatred makes no sense. We're, we're talking about human beings. It's just specifically just the whole police matter uh you're supposed to protect and serve everyone. But you're in a position where you're given authority. And because of your hatred of a particular ethnic group, you use your position to your advantage. And they have so many policies and different laws in place to try to protect you, and you use it to your advantage. I can just tell you, Tuesday night overall, it sucked. It was really depressing. 
I I I struggled that entire night just just with the thought. I'm just like they don't even know me, but they hate everything about. Me. I don't care what your ethnic group you belong to. There are good people and there are bad people, and that is it. I'm not good. I, I, I'm not good because I'm black. I'm not good because I'm white. I'm not bad because I'm black. I'm not bad because I'm white. I'm, they're good people and bad people. He, no, no one can control what the human being might do. I mean, uh, for those that do believe in God like myself, he gave us free will. You can choose to do what you want to do. And there are people who are choosing to carry this hate with them. And in the case of George Floyd, they're in, they're in authoritative positions. And man, that's a scary situation. And I don't, I don't know how many brothers get that. I, all I do is go to work and come home. Because you have no clue if there's an idiot who wants to pull you over for the hell of it because he has a bad fucking day. And your wife and your kids are waiting for you to get home. You can make the right decision and still end up on the wrong side of a gun. I don't know if you understand, bro, but that's scary. It's scary, man. So you do your best to just stay prayed up and do your best to make the right decisions and hope that you don't end up on the wrong side. It can happen to anyone, and there's no real excuse for it. And our garbage-ass judicial system refuse to step up and do what it's supposed to do. Yeah, that's all I got, man. Well, uh, I don't even know how uh, K-Star puts you in a rough spot to try to follow that up. Um yeah. What you what 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 everybody heard was real though. What everybody heard was raw emotion of what it's just the reality of what black Americans, particularly black men, but black women too. We saw Brianna Taylor, Sandra Bland, you know. And this is this is this is what we face on a day in and day out basis. So K Star, um swap your thoughts. Ah, man. Um you know, there was a quote that I read. It comes from an odd source, but it, it once the George Floyd stuff happened, it immediately hit my brain, and it was this quote. It, it was, times have not become more violent. They've just become more televised. In this sense, you know, it was a good reminder for me that not everyone 
feels the same way I feel, you know, in, in this case, white officers, you know, everyone has, it feels the same way about, you know, black people and other ethnic groups the way that I do. And sometimes I guess I'm naive in my view and that, you know, most people are, are just doing their best. But there really are some evil people. And I think that that quote is fitting because, you know, we're seeing a lot more of it, not because it's necessarily happening more, but it's because we're seeing, right. We're seeing it happen. We didn't have phones back then. I mean, who knows how many George Floyd cases there have been. And that's what's awful. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I have to, I don't know, that I go through the same thing you guys do. Obviously, that's not true. Um, I, I just love you guys. And when stuff like this happens, I just hope that people talk more about fixing this policy, fixing shit like qualified immunity that gives police a lot of power and lack of oversight. Like there's got to be more talk about fixing some of this systemic stuff rather than, you know, some of the things we get distracted by. And, um, you know, the Ahmed Aubrey thing was another similar case. It wasn't with cops, but it was obviously another case of racism. That's for sure. And, you know, again, it's just, it's just a reminder that not everyone thinks the way that I do who are white. Not everyone looks at the people just, you know, as good, as good people. Some people really do have hate in their heart, you know, for a fucking color of someone's skin and it's it's just it's awful and i hate that we're in a situation where unfortunately that is our reality but it is our reality and i hope that policy changes to make reality better for frankly a lot of my friends and 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 brothers like you guys i love you guys to death and like it just i don't know like it i know it hits you guys differently than it hits me but it hurts and uh, it just, it's, it's wrong. Like there's justice is supposed to be for all, you know, not for some. And I don't think that's clearly what's happening and it's awful. And um, I just hope that people realize that we're in a world now where we simply see more. Right. So you have to remember that bad people do exist. Racism does exist. It's a painful reminder. And I just want everyone to be as careful as they can and, and, Hopefully we get some policy to actually fix a lot of this, this stuff. Unfortunately, you can't change evil. Evil will always permeate this world, you know, in different forms. Um, but I hope that some real policy actually does come out of this to help mitigate some of the evils best we can. And I don't know. I, I love you guys, and I just hate that this shit exists. You know, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And uh, frankly, I feel a little naive in, in many ways. For uh, clearly, uh, there are people out there more than I suspected that clearly have a much different mindset on how they view people. And, um, you know, it's, it's just awful. JB, I know we had the privilege of being on a show a few weeks ago and got to get some, some shit off our chest, but, um, I don't know if there's anything you want to add to what we talked about or, you know, anything you'd like to say. Yeah, I, I was going to just stay quiet, but, Hearing what Train said, hearing what K-Star said, I, I feel obligated to say a little something. And and I appreciate K-Star's viewpoint. You know, I love you too, man. We, we, we're brothers from another mother. Same with, with Train and obviously my own brother, Big T. But the, the, there's a reason why, and, and Train said it best, 
we pray every day before we leave this house. And before all this COVID hit, I'd have to drive into work, and my wife would pray over me every time I left. And now that I work from home, I pray over her every time she leaves. Because home is a sanctuary. Home is where all the evil is on the outside and everything that's good represents good, represents Christ, is on the inside. Once we step outside of our homes, we don't know what's going to happen. And and unfortunately for, for us as, as, as black men, as minorities, that's heightened tenfold, twentyfold. T, T's been pulled over for no reason. I've been pulled over for no reason. We've had some some things happen to us that, we really don't want to share. And this is this is decades ago. And this is 2029. We're still going through the same thing. There's an episode on Fresh Prince where I can't remember what season it was, but basically Carlton is, is for, for lack of a better term, ignorant about the racism that mm-hmm. exists in America. And doesn't was such a well-done show that was, too. It, it it really was. It really was. I tip my cap and kudos to them. And But the sad part of it is, fast forward 28, 27 years, we're still in the same predicament. It's still the same predicament. And we just want equality. That's all. We don't want to rule anything. We just want equality. And folks that say, oh, I don't see skin color. I, yeah, you do. We all see skin color. The fact mm-hmm. of the matter is you want to see beyond that. You want to see the soul of a person and ignore what you yep. see on the surface and get to the root of what that person is really all about because at the end of the day, their skin color really doesn't matter. Like Train said, there's, there are nice people and there are evil people out there, but they're not determined evil or nice based upon their color skin, based upon their character and who they are. And if we can't get to that point, we're never going to get over this whole racism thing. It's never going to stop. It's always going to exist because we can't see beyond what's on the surface. That's the problem, and it's being taught by parents, grandparents, school systems, etc. We're not teaching history. We're teaching his story, and his story doesn't represent all stories, and that's what we need. We need all stories to be taught so that we can understand where all walks of life come from, where we can understand what all walks of life are about. Not just high-level stuff, skim the surface, call it a day, but let's dig into deeper stuff that is, quote-unquote, more relevant. No, it's all relevant. All of it is relevant. So, he's a parent. Hold on a second. He's a parent. I'm a parent. K-Star, you're a parent. Train, I'm sure you will be a parent one day and a damn good one at that just based upon how we interact with one another, brother. You will be a damn good parent. It starts with us as parents. It starts in communities. That's where we really need to continue to pay attention. We we can do better. We've been doing better. We But we can't just rest on our laurels, as they say. We got to keep pushing. We got to keep pushing so that we can one day really have equality and for everything that it truly stands for. Go ahead, K-Star. Definitely agree with everything from the parents first there in the home, but I mean, I got to be honest, and 
little embarrassing, but even stuff like Black Wall Street guys, I didn't even know about until a few weeks ago. I know that's embarrassing, but like that stuff that's not even taught, right? Like, okay, star, don't don't be just, embarrassed. Listen, listen, no, to, I mean, listen to me. Listen, listen, don't be embarrassed. And I'm gonna tell you why. There's black folks that don't know anything about Black Wall Street, so don't exactly. be embarrassed. But exactly. that goes back to it what really I'm are. saying about being taught in the school systems and why it is the injustice is not just on uh, being arrested or not arrested. The injustice goes much deeper than that. It goes right straight to the school systems. I didn't know yeah. about Black Wall Street until just a few years ago. I'm 44 damn yeah. years old. I'm 44 mm-hmm. damn years old. And the only okay, way sorry, I know you about have Black other Wall things Street, that you can be embarrassed about, I promise you. And that yeah. ain't one. Of them. That ain't one of them. And the only I mean, thing hey, I can, knew can, about can, Black Wall Street can, was through church. Can, can I jump mm-hmm. in? I have I haven't had my moment to to with everything <laughs> that's being said. Um, and I'm gonna go a different route because you guys covered a lot of the emotional side of it. I'm gonna go a different route now. I'm a, I'm, I'm gonna talk to you, K Star. I believe it was maybe a week or two ago, if I remember correctly, and help me here, that one of our mutual friends, I believe it was a Madden friend, posted something about Trump being racist. And if I, if I, if I saw the thread properly, you commented quite a bit. Is that, mm-hmm. am, I, am I remembering this correctly? You mean Michael Taylor? Yeah, with Michael Taylor. Yeah. And yeah. you were defending Trump as to not being racist, correct? Yep. Okay. So here's what I'm going to say to you. If you really love us and want to help us, you need to cut that bullshit out. You, you, that's where you need to stop. If you want to defend Trump's policies and, and, and feel that his, you know, employment numbers are good and, well, before COVID and, you know, he, you know the market was good, and, hey, that's fine. I, 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 I will not. You. I, may, I may disagree with you, but I can't question you. But if you want to help, and if you're looking at this as saying as a white person, what can I do? You need to cut that bullshit out. You have to stop defending that this man is not racist because he is. There are a countless number of black people who will tell you, I don't give a fuck what Candace Owen says. She is the exception. We know racism when we see it. And when a white person, especially one that we respect, and that we like, steps up and says, no, he's not, you're hurting us. You think we want our president to be racist? Do you think this is our choice? You think it makes us happy? Like, I, don't, I get no pleasure out of identifying Donald Trump as a racist. It does nothing positive for me. He is the leader of our company, uh, I'm sorry, of our country and the leader of the free world and represents the United States, which I am a citizen of. Whether I like it or not, he's my president. And I feel very strongly, and many people do, that he is a racist. And when white people don't acknowledge that and want to defend him and they want to bring up irrelevant, well, there's a picture of him with Jesse Jackson from 20 years ago. And, heck, uh, uh, he dated a black woman once. And all this irrelevant, irrational, nonsensical garbage. And they want to overlook the mounds and mounds of just factual evidence to the contrary. It's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's, you know what it's like? It's like, honestly, when OJ was acquitted, black people were happy. You know why black people were happy? There is not a reasonable, rational black person that thinks OJ didn't kill that woman and that man. 
That isn't why they were happy. They were happy because for once, for once, y'all couldn't get us. For one time, when I say y'all, I mean white America, we got you. There's not one black, I have not ever met one black person that said, OJ didn't do it. No, actually, I did meet one. They thought his son did it. <laughs> there was one that said, I think his son did it. Everybody else was like, oh, you know OJ did it. And, and honestly, they all say the same thing. Yeah, he should be under the jail for murdering those two people. But it's no different than why we riot. I don't condone it, but I understand it. We riot because we're pissed. Should we do it? Hell no. No, it's dumb. But we're angry. We're, did it make sense that we were happy that OJ got acquitted knowing that he did the murder? No. But we're angry. We're angry because OJ got away with something that thousands of other black people that were innocent went to jail for. Innocent. That's why they have the Innocence Project. Went to jail for. OJ got away with it. OJ actually beat the system. That's why black people were happy. Fast forward now to where we are today. We have a man in the, in the office that has set a precedent that racism in this country is acceptable based on his actions. Mm-hmm. How long did it take him to come out and show remorse for George Floyd being murdered? How many things have we heard him say and do as president? Never mind before he was president. The list is a mile long. Since he's been in the White House, he got rid of the civil rights page on, on WhiteHouse.gov. Got rid of it. Second day in office. Took it down. The civil rights information that was there. Took it down. Day two is who he is. And I don't want to debate it with you, K-Star. I really don't. I just want you to think about it. Try to come at it. You know, you, 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 you say, you know, I'm a bit naive. I appreciate you saying that, bro. I do. I respect you saying that. But, dude, we're not saying this from a position of wanting to be happy about it. We're saying it because we want it to change. We're saying it because we don't want our president. I don't care who it is to be racist. I don't care who it is. I don't want a black guy in there that's racist. I don't want a black guy in there that's racist against white people. I don't want that. That ain't going to get us nowhere. I want somebody in there that understands that this country can be great if you take care of all its citizens not just the ones that put you in office, not just the ones that look like you, not just the ones that believe what you believe, but that everybody in this country should be taken care of. And what do we do to take care of the masses? Can we make everybody happy? Probably not. But what can we do to take care of the masses? What can we do to eradicate homelessness? What can we do to say that everybody has a job, everybody has an education, everybody has health care? The wealthiest damn country in the world called people getting treated. And our veterans, are you kidding me? So what can we do about that? And on top of all of that that we're, based, that we're dealing with in this country, now we have a system where systematic racism is still in place. And the leader of this country has done virtually nothing. Yeah, he's done a couple of things on the, on the surface, HBCUs and all that, that you could say, well, look at this and look at that. He has to. But the actions overall, and JB and, and Train as Fellow African-Americans, if y'all disagree, you certainly can come on, and I know you don't, but you can. You have every right to come on and disagree with me. (laughs) But what we need is for people like K-Star, smart, young, intelligent, white people to open their eyes and see what's going on in this country and help us. We can't fix this. We can't. I can't. Train can't. JB can't. Black people, 13% of this population, we can't fix this. You know why? Because it ain't our problem. (laughs) It's not our problem. It's your problem. 
not you meaning you specifically, K-Star, but the white people that look at us differently and treat us differently, that don't want to hire me because I'm black, that don't want to pay me because I'm black, that don't want to give me that loan because I'm black, that want to that wanna put their knee on my neck till I die because I'm black. It's their problem. How do we fix that? I need you, K-Star. My brother, my main man, co-host on this show, and someone that if you called me and said, T, I'm in Jacksonville, I'm stuck, I need you, can you get here? Man, I'd get the next plane down there and I'd get you back. And so would JB and so would Train. And I know you do it for us. But this is bigger than that, bro. You're young. Hey, I'm getting older, man. I'm, I'm in my 50s now. I'm, I'm riding this train now. I'm not steering it anymore. I'm a, I'm a little bit older than all of y'all. But I need you, Train. I mean, uh, K-Star, I need you. You the man I need, bro. You think about that challenge I'm putting out for you. What can you do to help your people understand the error? And I know you get it, but what can you do to help? And you can start and give it some thought. Yeah, you got to stop defending this man on the racist point. Everything else I don't care about. But now that racist stuff, bro, yeah. got to wake up, man. Yeah. Unfortunately, it just is what it is. I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing you did. Uh, because I understand where T is coming from. And that's why I said I don't know if you just you know how I feel. It's just like, we, you know, when white, I mean, just a bit of history, when white people started helping slaves escape, more escaped. More escaped slavery. And it's no different today. It's just, if if anything, hey, don't defend those who are who you know, like, hey, man, that doesn't make that doesn't make sense. That's not right. Allow allow everyone to see the ugly that they are. I'm not defending nobody of my. I'm not defending another black person that's wrong. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Why would I do that? Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the people that are right. And uh, like Terry said, please don't be ashamed of any black history that you don't know because before hidden figures came out in the movies. And I had no clue there were three black women who made such a significant impact on our space travel. <laughs> to the point that it made me cry because I'm an engineer. And I was just like, wow, this is stuff that we don't know. Like, why does it have, why, why don't we know it? But there are people who know the history. They don't put it out there. They don't want us, they don't want us to know how accomplished some of our people are. Because black but history we gotta, is American we, history, train. Because black history right, is but, black history. But, That's why we have a but, month of black history, but they don't teach it in schools. But we got to read man, about... No, no, you're good. Yeah. But we got to read about yeah. Chris, Christopher Columbus, Magellan. Right. All right. of these slave-trading motherfuckers who all they did was ship people from Africa to America. And how for and, years? And not to jump in real quick, train, but how do you gonna that's, celebrate that's someone discovering a new world when people already were living there? <laughs> that's crazy. This, this is history that they that they did that I learned. Like I'm in I'm in grade school and I'm learning this stuff and I'm excited because I'm learning about explorers. But then when I'm forty, when I'm forty two, then me and my wife. Go to the African American History Museum and 
DC, I'm in tears. Because I'm like, wow. <laughs> this is completely the opposite of what they taught me. Right. And, and it's not, Crazy, it's not just opposite of what you were taught, Train. You just weren't taught that. That's the, the key piece. You just weren't taught that. Everything on one side of the fence or one side of the ledger, one side of the marker, you weren't taught the entire field. It, it's like baseball. You got, a, you got a home run hitter that always pulls to one side of the field, never hits to the other side. There is another side to that field that they can hit to. They just don't for whatever reason. It's no different than the school system. There's another side to history that exists, but the majority of the school systems don't teach us that. I, I wish I had gone to HBCU now looking back because I know about my own Word. people, about my own history. But Word. Even, going, even going to Johnson & Wales, which was a private school, I learned more about black history than I did in the damn 12 years getting to that point to begin with. And I still got them damn books. 25-year-old yeah. books, and I still got them. Because we were never taught that at a young age. You have to go to advanced schooling to get something that should be known from the jump. You've got kids nowadays that are learning English and Spanish and French from a young age, but they're not learning about all the history. That's the problem. If you're going to teach, teach. Don't be selective in what you're teaching. But That's Jay, the problem the solution, with the country. The, the solution is, 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 you know, we have to start getting into solutions. The guy, and I'm not, I'm not directing this at you. There's a lot of people that are real good at pointing out what the problem is, but the solution, again, goes back to people that look like K-Star, not just K-Star. I, and I didn't, I'm, K-Star, I'm not trying to be unfair by pointing you out. I'm just, I'm just making a point and, and just need your help. But we need people that look like K-Star to understand this. We need people that, you know, when, when, you know, I play a game. I'll give you an example. It's small, but it's an example. I play a game online called Star Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command. It's one of my little guilty pleasures, okay? Replace Madden. I enjoy the game. Gets my mind off of stuff. These guys were in the chat that we have talking about Kung Flu. I said, hey, hey, gentlemen, that's, that's, that's a derogatory reference to the coronavirus. I happen to know for a fact that, you know, Chinese people are offended by it. I'd appreciate it if we refrain from using that. You know, like we need, we need people to step up and to just correct and check people. We need people to step up. I had a situation not that long ago where I had someone that I considered a friend, knew she was a Trump supporter, but that's okay. I'm not mad at someone for being a Trump supporter. I'm mad at someone that act like him. And she's sitting up there posting on her Facebook wall when someone said Juneteenth, what is this Juneteenth thing? And she said, oh, it's a a holiday for the Black Lives Matter movement. That was her response. Wow. Wow. So this was, this was literally wow. on Juneteenth. This was June 19th at night. There was a group of us, and I tried, I tried to, to bite my tongue, but she had said something to somebody about something, and I said, there you go again, talking out the side of your mouth with no facts. And she said, yeah, I saw you posted on my, on my thing, T. And I said, yeah, because you don't know what you're talking about. And she said, well, I've never heard of the holiday. I said, well, that's not my problem. So maybe you should educate yourself. There's this thing called Google. It works really well. She said, well, I don't trust Google. I said, well, again, that's not my problem. So why are you spouting this information? And she said, well, since you know so much about it, why don't you teach it to me? 
I said, okay, I'm happy to. I broke it down, explained to her exactly what Juneteenth was. And I ain't trying to say I'm a black history buff, but I know what Juneteenth is because I know it's significant. Broke it down. Said, oh, okay, I apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Thank you for teaching me. I'm all, now I'm mad now. Ain't really nothing you can say now. I'm mad. I'm mad. I'm mad as hell now. I'm like, uh-huh, okay, well, time for me to go. Then she looked at one of her friends and said, well, had you heard of this before this year? I mean, now all this George Floyd stuff comes out, and now everybody's talking Juneteenth. I've never heard of it before. Those are the people we have to get. How do we get at those people right there and change their mindset or at least give them the ability to change their mindset, at least provide them the information? Now, if they want to be ignorant to the information once they're provided, ain't nothing I can do for you. But how do we get them the information that says, no, this ain't got nothing to do with George Floyd per se or Black Lives Matter? This is, a, this, is a, this is a holiday that we celebrate that has to do with our freedom, our real freedom. How do we make people understand the reality of these things and get them to accept that this is part of American history and not view us as a second-class citizen, not view us differently, view us as the same as who they are? How do we do that? That's what we are struggling with right there. Ha. I don't have the answer. If I had the answer, I wouldn't be doing this show right now. Maybe I'd be in Washington, and it'd be, you know, President Floyd. I don't know. I don't have the answer. But I would submit to you guys on the show and anybody out there listening, if we're going to have change and we're going to have change to the systemic racism, it's going to come from educating the right people. And then, and then they do something with it. Each one teach one. Brothers, y'all know what that yep. means. That's what we yep. need. We don't need any more ignorance. People are sharing ignorance. Train, you said it best. I said this. My daughter Melina's been doing rallies. I love her to death. She's been out doing peaceful rallies. Y'all got me on Facebook. Y'all seen that stuff. And I said it there. I said, I said first of all, I'm proud of my daughter. Thank you very much. I said, but y'all know this, this behavior is taught, right? Because if you go to a preschool and you see a black kid and a white kid, they're playing together. Right. They're not sitting over there hating each other. They don't know. They don't know that hate. They just see another kid and they go play. But at yep. some point, that white kid gets taught that that's a kid of color. That kid is different than you. He's inferior to you. You don't have to be nice to him. Matter of fact, you probably shouldn't be nice to him. He gets taught that at some point. You want to know how I know? Because I went to white schools and was treated like shit from white kids that were taught that from their parents got yep. stood in line and got called a nigger at Northeast Junior High School. Thank God the principal's standing right behind the kid. One of the happiest days in my life. And the kid said, get out of my way, you fucking nigger. And I turned around because somebody, we, me and somebody was about to fight. And Mr. Simpson was standing right there. And he looked at me and said, and he tapped the kid on the shoulder. He said, what did you say? The kid said nothing. He said, no, nah, I heard you. What did you call him? He said, I know what you said. You apologize right now. Kid didn't say that. He said, I'm going to say this one last time. You apologize right now. Kid looked at me and said, I'm sorry. He said, now you go into the office. And he was right there. And he said to everybody, if I hear anybody talking like that in this school again, you will be immediately suspended. The one time in my life that justice happened. I went to these schools where these kids were taught this thing and had to deal with it. So did JP. And I would go on a limb and say, train problems is We've got to get to these adults and have them teaching their kids not to do this shit, and we got to have them telling their brothers and sisters, hey, 
Ain't nothing wrong with a black person. Matter of fact, that black person might be the best friend you ever had. Stop it. America. Stop it. Mm. Sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it's about. It's about education. It really is. I had a guy last Friday come to my house, brother, about 22, 23, old enough to be my son. And we got to talking about current events. I don't know how we got on the topic, but I told him, you have to be educated about what's going on. I said, we don't have the same rights that white folks have. We just don't. I said, the Voting Rights Act of 65 is just that. It's an act, meaning it could be repealed, meaning that we may have the right to vote taken away from us. And he looked at me. He was absolutely shocked. You could have knocked him all over with with a, a feather. He was stunned. And he was half my age. So that just goes to show you the systemic difference when it comes to educating folks. We have to get educated about everything, not portions of it, but everything. Uh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, I thank you. I thank you for that, you know, uh, round two of just kind of taking a minute. And um, you know, with all the stuff that's been going on, you know, and then he, and then and then I'm still watching the Bubba Wallace thing. I still find that whole thing very interesting. Because first it was yeah. the noose, and you know, then then it was well, there's you know, they came out and said it's not a hate crime because it's not the only noose. That's what they said. Then it turned out, oh wait a minute, it is the only noose. There are other rope pulleys, but it is the only noose. And so, you know, to me, that story ain't done yet. That that whole new story, oh, hell no. and it, it ain't over yet. I think they're going to end up finding out no. there was more to it. The only black driver oh. in NASCAR ends up in that pit with the, with the noose out of 44 mm-hmm. units and over 1,100, and there's one that's tied as a noose. There's others that are tied as rope with a ball on the end, but there's one out of over 1,100 that are, that are tied as a noose, and it happens to be the one that – Rusty uh, um, Wallace is in? Yeah. You missed me with that one. Uh, yeah. Nice try. Nice try. What's it? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, um, start. You we good? are you scratching right the surface there? on that one. We are scratching the surface. Yeah, man. I'm good. Just been listening to you guys. Okay. Okay. Just make sure. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Make sure. Sorry for my emotion, gentlemen. It's just that yeah, stuff is hard. I'm Yeah. Train, train. Uh, you get never, bro. never, <laughs> never, ever, never, ever apologize for what you feel strongly about, especially when it comes to something like this. Never, ever. I swear for the Lord, Look, if you apologize, I will jump through this phone and I will give you a phone post. <laughs> I swear for the Lord, I will. Don't ever apologize hey, for right. that. Because, because listen to me, listen to me. The only way you're going to get a point, your point across at times is by being raw. If you just speak as if you're speaking about something that's scripted, no one's going to pay attention. But if you show your emotions mm-hmm. and you rip the Band-Aid off and you get folks to really feel the words and not just hear it, feel it, that's what it's all about. Feeling what mm-hmm. you say, not just hearing it. Look, look, so don't look, ever apologize look, here's, that. Here's, here's, here's the deal. I was planning on being done by 10 o'clock. Shane, your, your, your shit was so real. I sat here and shut my mouth. Y'all know I don't shut. I don't keep my mouth shut for nobody. I sat and shut my mouth. I had nothing to say because your shit was real. Okay, it was real. So nah, ain't no apology needed, bro. 
and no apology needed. And, and, and none of us on this show have to apologize for being real with who we are. Um, and, I, and I hope K-Star is still my brother. I hope he didn't take offense to, you know, where I came from or what I was saying. And I appreciate you allowing me to kind of, you know, go there with you because I'm doing it from a position mm-hmm. of love. I'm doing this from a position of if, if I, you know, if I didn't care, I wouldn't say a damn thing. If I didn't care, you wouldn't be on the show. You know, like I'm unfriending and unfollowing people on Facebook left and right to get on my nerves. Left and right. Yeah. I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm not even fucking around no more. Oh, what'd you say? Oh, oh, oh. I don't understand why those people are rioting. Okay. I got you. Those people unfriend, <laughs> you know, you want to ask a question about why we're rioting? I'm more than happy to help you understand. Now, in all honesty, I don't agree with it either, but I understand it. You want to understand it? I will educate you. You want to sit there and talk bad about them like they're not humans, like we're not, you know, going through what we're going through? Yeah, I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time for that. Or like this other guy tried to say that George Floyd was a criminal and why are we defending a criminal? Oh, unfriend. I, you're not even worth having a dialogue with you. You're so oh, far Jesus. gone. Wow. I'm not even going to waste my time wow. trying to educate you. Oh, yeah. He's a Facebook friend of mine. Todd Paradise. I'm a, I called him out. Not surprised. Facebook Todd Paradise. Okay, he's a Facebook friend of mine. His name is Todd Paradise. And made no regrets about questioning why I was supporting a guy who was a, who was a, a career criminal. Made no qualms Jesus about God. it. Really? Yeah, okay. I got you. I got you, bro. So, really has nothing Train, to do I with appreciate you. No, I had nothing to do with it at all. Nothing to do with it at all. <laughs> so, anyway, all right, fellas, let's go around to final comments. We went a little longer than I wanted, but it was well worth it. Well worth it. Um, you know, sometimes it's just these things like this that just give me a little bit of hope that we can have a dialogue and, you know, maybe in our lifetimes we could see a change. I don't know. I, I had for a moment thought that when they elected Obama and then he got two terms, that maybe the country was turning a corner, but nope, not not the case. So, um, but anyway, let's let's go around. Let's start with Train, man. Train, Train came through with us with some raw, so Train... <laughs> Come on with your final thoughts. <laughs> oh man. Uh final thoughts. I appreciate the conversation, gentlemen. Um it's uh it's tough to have that stuff kind of bottled in. Um I don't say that to say I live in fear. I just say if you let your mind wander too long, man, you'll realize like, wow, uh, what what can you do? Uh but all in all, you know, uh God keeps me safe, keeps my family safe, keeps you guys safe. Uh, I'm not really a, so much of a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter junkie, and probably will become one, you know, with some stuff that I've been working on lately. But, um, you know, I do, I, I do keep track of you guys, you know what I'm saying, and um, uh, definitely love y'all like brothers. And one day I'll see one of y'all faces, and it better be T's first <laughs> in person. <laughs> yeah, man, I got to get uh, on the coach, man. Maybe I'll pack up the yeah. I'll pack up the lady, man. I'll get the girl. We'll come out there, man. I can meet your wife. You can meet my, my lady, man. And you know, yeah. and, you know, maybe we can try to figure something out, man, because I gotta get out there and meet your sure. You know, she's ridiculous. Sure. <laughs> I, I know, I know. And um all in all, just to end on a note of football, like um I would be so happy if there's a season. But with COVID nineteen, it looks it looks grimmer and grimmer each day. I don't I don't know if things are gonna get better from bringing these guys to training camp um, and actually do something. But if they do, 
Look out for my defense. Oh, my God. Thank you for Robert Quinn. Really appreciate it. Mr. Khalil Mack. Some other pieces that we added. Whoo, I can't wait to be that on the field. Okay. Okay. Outside of us not getting camp, I love the Robert Quinn move. And uh, I'm excited to see the defense. I'm taking breaks when the offense gets on the field. If there's football, I'm just going to go to the kitchen. Um, until the defense comes back on the field, because I don't, I don't want to see. <laughs> That's the longest Offense. bridge right? off the field. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know exactly, exactly. Yeah, man, I hear you. That's all I, I hear you. All right, uh, K Star, you're next, man. Your final thoughts. Oh man, why do we have to follow the train? It's rough. You in the rough spot earlier, bro. You should be yelling choo choo. Right? Oh my god. No, that was uh, it was it was really well said. It was it was really um good to hear and and you know it's it's great that we have a show with with you guys where you guys can be so open, everyone included, and uh, I love that. And um, man, that that was that was that was that was dope. I wish I didn't have to follow it. But that was that was that was. Powerful. Um, yeah, fun show. Came to the Patriots. It makes me excited. Appreciate the discussion we had. T, uh, you know, T, I just want to respond real quick. Um, I got to say that after that whole white power, act, you know, quote, unquote, accident retweet, I'm kind of off that That whole assuming that he mm. is a racist thing. Mm. Uh, that kind of was the last straw for me. I was like, all right, bro. So. <laughs> like, either you're extremely dumb or mm-hmm. are what you are. Mm-hmm. You know. I forgot about so, I, I mean, I, I was thinking about all the other shit. That was, that was what, yesterday? Day, that was like recent. So, yep. yep. A couple of days ago, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm off him. I'm off him in that regard. I mean, he has some policies. I like that. I, 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 if I'm, when I'm voting this year, I'm going to vote for Joe Jordanson, libertarian. Maybe, but anyway. Um, okay. What was I going to say? Uh, I'm okay with yeah, that. Anyway, bro. great show. Great show. Love you guys. Always appreciate feedback and input. And, uh, man, I can't wait to have more shows with you guys. It was definitely, uh, it was definitely a highlight of a ter- otherwise terrible 2020. Yeah. That's for sure. All right. All right. And um, my brother, my real brother, my real-life brother, JB. Your final words. Final well, words. final words. Final thoughts, I have quite a few, but I'll try and make it as brief as possible. First and foremost, happy birthday to my daughter, Olivia, who turns 10 today. I still can't believe that she is officially 10. As of 9.03 p.m., she is officially 10 years old. Oh, God. I remember like it was yesterday. You know what? With with the last 72 hours that I've had, uh, yeah, I, I needed some type of reminder. Uh, as to why I deal with what I deal with. Um, yeah. Secondly, obviously, T, this hits with you. Happy anniversary to mom and dad. Today would have been 47 years being married. Seven years. And um, that 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 hits home for, for both of us, and, and, it's, and it's always going to hit home for both of us. Toasted with mom earlier. We're going to make a tradition out of it. Hopefully, T, we're going we're gonna to bring you into, we're going to toast to the anniversary from here on out. It, it, it needs to be. Um, next is I'm, I'm glad we did this show, y'all. Really glad. Um, aside from my 72 hours, I'm just glad we did the show because it just needs to be done. Having the four of us get together, talk about football, and talk about 
social injustice and what's going on in the world today and what we have to deal with on our plate to be able to unload it all with, with, with people that we trust, that that's key, people that we trust. So I don't, I don't take that for granted. I'm definitely appreciative of it. From a football standpoint, I'm, I'm hoping that we have a full football season. I really am. I can't wait to see the storyline. There's so many things that are going to unfold. We're just scratching the surface today, and I'm really looking forward to see what unfolds next. Um, with what we wrapped up, which really obviously is bigger than football, bigger than sports, take care of one another and, and think about how you would like to be treated and treat that person the way you would like to be treated. It's fundamentals of being a human being. So we start with your building blocks and you just move from there. In discussions like today, Hopefully they're permeating throughout the rest of this country and throughout the rest of the world because these are the kind of discussions that need to be had. Painful talks, tough talks, but real talks. I appreciate everything that T said, man, you hit it on the head, and, and at the direction I was going, you, you took it to a whole nother level. We need the majority to understand what the minority is going through to really get this thing to move. And train, your heartfelt message and everything you said was so raw but yet so true. We needed that. And K-Star, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of you for, for you being on this show, brother, and for you understanding what the three of us have to go through on a regular basis and understanding that. So hopefully you can teach your friends and, and family members that may not be on your level to get to your level because that's truly what we need. So in, in, in wrapping it all up, we need more of these discussions, and I'm just grateful and proud to be a part of them. So just want to say thank you for, for tonight because this was huge, and just bless y'all. Oh, you're welcome. Um, um, yeah, you know, we covered a lot of ground tonight. Um, sometimes some of our best shows are ones that we don't really spend a lot of time scripting and planning, and and although we never script our shows, but usually, you know, we we we've gone from let's just wing it to let's have a item by item agenda. All right, and this certainly the main topic was to talk about Cam, and we certainly came out the box and talked about it, but. I really think that it's hard to do any type of show on any level and not talk about what's going on with um, society, particularly when you're a person of color. And so I appreciate the fact that we're able to take that time and, and talk about it and, and deal with it. And I, and I got to be honest, while I enjoy, enjoyed tonight and hearing everybody's positions and opinions, I'm also tired of talking. I'm, I'm also at the point where, you know, um, 28 years ago, there was a video in L.A. of a black man getting beaten down in the middle of the street. And, um, you know, that led to riots in L.A. And, um, you know, it, read, it led to the trial where these officers got acquitted. And that was the um, um, Rodney King killings. And I remember, you know, we, we then were saying, thank God that there was a video camera, right? This was, this was pre-cell phone but this was when camcorders and video cameras and portable video cameras were really popular. And we were so thankful that there was a camera that could record what we knew was going on. In the seventies, you can go listen to Richard Pryor albums and, and Red Fox in the sixties. And they would talk about how black people were treated by the police and, and, and stuff. And now here we are 2020 deep into the 21st century. And, and, and it's the same, it's the same, you know, and I'm, I'm really tired. Of, I, I know it needs to be talked about, but one side of me is like, I'm tired. 
Like, I'm, I'm ready to go do something. I just don't know what to do. I, I don't. And that's where my frustration, my frustration comes in. What can I do differently today than what I did yesterday that might resort in some kind of change? So I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to find something to do that's going to help make this go away. I'm about, I'm about solving problems. I'm about making them bigger. And this has to, you know, I, I want my kids to have a better chance of success than I was given, than Jason was given, my brother, you know. And, and what can I do before I leave this earth? I can go rest in peace knowing that my kids have a better chance of success and so will their kids and so on and so on. That's what's consuming my mind these days. That's what's on my brain these days. Um, as to sports, um, I'm glad sports are coming back. I, I, just, I just want people to do the right thing. <clears throat> 31 states are spiking. Sports and some they're talking about having basketball played in Orlando on the Disney World campus, and yet Florida, right, K-Star, especially Miami, is spiking. You know, kind yeah, of opened kind of quick and kind of kind of didn't do it the right way, right? So 31 states are spiking. So all I can say is this, guys, this is not this is not a TV production. This isn't CNN man-made. This is this is real. Me and, me and JB had someone very close to us pass away a few weeks ago from COVID. Very close to us. Okay? Um, this is real. So while they're trying to come up with a vaccine and an antidote and a way to treat this, please, everybody, social distance when necessary. Wear your mask and wash your hands. You ain't going to have to do this for the rest of your life, but do it at least long enough for them to come up with a vaccine. Do it at least until we know that we can go back to some assemblance of how things used to be and not die from it. But in the meantime, please stop complaining. Come on now. If that's the worst thing you have to do, you know, I'm going out to a restaurant and have dinner. I went out to dinner last week. My birthday was last week, you know, and I went out, had dinner with the lady on my birthday. And we got to the front thing, and it said, hey, you want to sit inside or sit outside? And the sign said right there, please wear your mask to your table. There are rules to this now. Crazy Bruce, liquor store. I say it like everyone has one, but big liquor store came here in Connecticut. They got all kinds of stores. Right outside, you walk up, and it says, you must wear your mask to come inside. That's the, that's the state of today, ladies and gentlemen. Wear your mask, please. Wash your hands. And social distance. I love hugs. I have hugged my mother Two times in four months. I hugged her for um, Mother's Day, and I hugged her on my birthday. Two times in four months because of social distancing. Come on, everybody. We can do this. You know, I want to see people keep dying over this thing. You know, I don't want to see that. You know, I want everybody to be healthy and happy. Bad enough, we got to deal with all the social injustice. Now we got to deal with this pandemic. Come on now. Come on, America. We can do this, okay? We're all in this together. We can do this. So that being said, I'm going to end it right there. Y'all covered everything else very well. I appreciate, I appreciate my brothers to death, man. Y'all are the best. Uh, we're going to come back in a couple few weeks. Between two and three weeks, we're going to come back. And uh, I'm hoping that, you know, with everything going on football-wise, that we're closer to 
football and basketball and baseball and there's more sports things going on and we can we can while we're still dealing with some of these other issues we can really get that flow back that we have dealing with sports looking forward to having any sports these days any sports and the last thing i do want to say that had nothing to do with anything we've talked about but i do feel a need to say this and i know k-star for one will co-sign me on this but you know there's certain you know uh celebrities and characters in life that you, you 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 deal with and you just you just be like wow and you know I used to watch wrestling with my dad Saturday afternoon wrestling as a kid and then as it as it became more commercial he, he got less and less into it but I kept watching so I've been watching wrestling as long as I can remember and the undertaker just retired for 30 years and I had the privilege and I don't know if JB you were with me but I know I was at the Civic Center when he debuted. It was the Hartford Civic Center in 1990 where he debuted, and I was there. Okay? And now oh, after 30 years, was that? Yeah, I was there. Um, I said, oh, but, you I know, said, oh I, shit. Awesome. Yeah. Now, you got to realize when you're there, you don't know that it's history. It's just another wrestler, right? You know, this big guy coming out, and I actually recognized him because he was Mean Mark. That was his name in WCW. Mm-hmm. So I knew who he was. And he was also, I think, I think he was with, I want to say it was Sid, Sid Vicious, or another tall wrestler. They were like the skyscrapers or something as a tag team. You guys can research it if you want. But um, there was another tall wrestler, and they were the skyscrapers or something in WCW. And then he was me, Mark. And then he left, and he became the Undertaker, and the rest is history. But, you know, with all of the accolades, The Rock, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, you know, the Undertaker just remained steady, and he was always, you know, you just you just knew what you were going to get from him for 30 years. And God bless the guy. He's finally going to hang it up and go be with his lovely wife and his child and, and, and live his life away from wrestling. I hope he stays away. I really do. He deserves it. He's earned it. But, you know, we are a sports show, and that is kind of, I mean, it is athleticism. But, you know, kudos to the Undertaker for 30 years of entertaining us and never taking a night off. Like, never taking a night off. You know, he was there every show, every, you know, always there, always gave us his all. If you're a wrestling fan, take a minute and just, you know, stick your tongue out, get down on one knee, and, uh, you know, give <laughs> praise to the Undertaker. <laughs> guy, guy, guy was incredible. Stick your tongue out, you know, what hang a, around in that blue light. What so, a great career. Uh, yeah, I just want to really say that. What a great, great Easily a top five wrestler ever. Probably the most athletic big man I've ever seen. That guy is so agile. And, uh, you know, the thing I love most about Undertaker is he didn't break character until after he retired. That's when the interviews started coming. And that's how much of a professional that guy was. That's insane. That guy is, yeah, that guy is a goat, man. Shout out to Undertaker. One of a kind. Absolute one of a kind. Yep. And I and I would I would I would challenge us all to bring that level of professionalism into everything that we do, anything that we do. Can we can we be that level of a professional and take our careers as seriously as he took it? Maybe we didn't make his money, but it's okay. We don't have to, you know. Um, but anyway, much respect to the Undertaker. So, um, so I thought I'd end it on a little bit of a different note because I can. <laughs> all right. So anyway, guys, thank you so much. Great, great show. Appreciate you all. You are my brothers. We will be back in, I don't know, sometime in July. We'll come back. Uh, let's find out when training camp starts and see how things are going. Maybe we'll come back 
just before training camp or right around the time training camp is, get a sense of what the rosters are looking like, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, let's start getting ready because um, I'm not rushing football season to get here because – Hello? Did we lose him? I think we lost. I think we lost T. I think we lost our host. Yeah, you you you, you right. gotta bring. Right. <laughs> 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 it, it never fails, man. Oh boy, all right. All right, uh, good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.